Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. Ever been stranded anywhere at any time in your life? In 1971, Douglas and his family were stranded in the middle of the ocean in a life raft for 38 days. Douglas tells his story. Well, we, we were um, farmers, in, hill farmers in England, and that was a tough life economically. We'd had a hard time economically, and my dad was fed up of it, uh, you know, working all the hours for very little income. And um, Robin Knox Johnson had just won the Round the World Yacht Race, and it was my young brother who started talking about it and said, he said this phrase, you know, he said, Daddy's a sailor, why don't we sail around the world? My dad was a former sea captain, and that got my dad thinking because... Of course, my dad, being a former sea captain, said, you you know, you guys know nothing. I'm going to educate you in the University of Life. That's what he said. So, in a very, very unusual move, he sold the farm, bought a yacht, two years after the idea had first been sort of raised. There we were in Falmouth, ready to sail around the world. We had no idea what we were letting ourselves in for. What were you thinking? Do you remember? Well, we wanted to go. We, we, all the kids were very keen, but my mum was very sort of um, worried. Yeah. There was no communication like there is today. Yeah. So he had the radio and he had it, or the stacks of food all set up or what? Well, yeah, we, we bought provisions and we did have a radio, but as I say, subject to those limitations. And um, we, we, we were prepared. We prepared ourselves for this trip around the world. Wow. We thought if we would get to Australia... We might settle in Australia. We would review because we'd be in Australia in two years, we thought. Oh, my goodness. And we set sail in January 1971. Yep. And uh, into very bad weather, we had a sort of a baptism of fire. None of us knew about sailing, only my my dad. And um, training was on the job. We we gradually learned our, our, our task. You know, we learned how to sail and how to navigate and and how to share seamanship and things like that. We were farmers before, so it was quite a sort of learning curve, you know. And we went to Lisbon, and then we went on down to the Canary Islands. And we met up with some uh, fellow travellers, and uh, we, we, we sort of arranged to meet them at the next port. We agreed we'd meet them at this island or that island. We sailed across the Atlantic to Barbados. Wow. We then sailed up through the uh, Caribbean islands, um, up to uh, St. Thomas. And we had lots of adventures on the way. But at St. Thomas, we split with our main traveling companions, that we'd, the Icelandic family that we'd met. And as we, as we left, as we parted, the Icelandic sea captain, who was in charge of his family, doing the same thing as we were, gave us his life raft. He had two life rafts. And he said, Dougal, I insist that you have it. Uh, it's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Yeah. Now, if he hadn't given us that life raft, we would not have survived what was going to happen, you know. Yeah. But we did split up at that point, and we sailed on to Miami. We went to the Bahamas and then to Miami, where we um, earned enough money to carry on with the next leg. We weren't rich. We weren't a rich family. We, were, we worked our way around the world. Right. And then we sailed on to... Um, Jamaica, onto the San Blas Islands, which were just outside Panama, through the Panama Canal, and then 
Uh, and that's where we picked up Robin at the Panama Canal Zone. Now, who's Robin? He was the student that was on board. Right. And then we, from there, we sailed to the Galapagos Islands. We uh, cruised around those islands. And the last port of call was Fernandino, the island of Fernandino. And we uh, we were prepared. We'd prepared ourselves, stocked up with water and food and things like that, ready for the long trip across the Pacific to the Marquesas. And um, we set sail. And we were 200 miles west of Cape Espinosa in the Galapagos Islands. And um, killer whales attacked the yacht. It was at 10 o'clock in the morning. And uh, I was on deck at the time, along with my brother Sandy. Yeah. And we actually saw the whales. Um, one of them had its head split open and was bleeding profusely. And we think that that probably saved our lives. Because maybe the other whales ate it or they were confused by what had happened. But the thing is, they kept away from us while we swam across. The, the Lucette was hit three times. The, the yacht Lucette was hit three times. And she um, she sank in about two minutes. My goodness. And we were then... I got the raft over the side. We got I got the dinghy over the side. They, we, the dinghy was sunk in the, um, uh, in the sort of transfer. But I managed to tie the rope onto the raft. And eventually, we joined up. We swam across that, you know, you know, the water for two, because the raft was being blown downwind. We swam after the raft, got on board the raft, and within two minutes, we were sitting in the raft, looking at each other, and we were now faced with an uncertain future. And we, we decided to, you know, we asked my dad because he was the leader if we were going to survive. And we wanted to know the truth. Wow. And Dougal said that he considered at that time to lie to us. And then he looked at us all looking at him. And he said, I owe my family the truth. And I must tell them. So he started to prepare us for a we're all going to die speech. Wow. And he thought about where we were. He said, we're 200 miles west of Cape Espinosa. We're two degrees south of the equator. There's nothing to the west. 2,700 miles of ocean. There's no water. There's, we can't get back to the Galapagos Islands. It should take at least 20 days because the, although we were only two days out from Galapagos, we were downwind and down current. And to row the dinghy back to Galapagos Islands would have taken 20 days if with just me on my own. And I'd have to leave them in the raft and raise the alarm, and then get somebody to go out and pick them up. It seemed a bit too risky to me. Yeah. So what other option was available? We're talking with Douglas Robertson. Part two of his story next week. As a teenager, stranded in the middle of the ocean for 38 days in a life raft with his family. If you have a story, we would love you to share it with us. You can email us from our website, salvos.org.au forward slash radio. Light and life. The Salvos Weekly Radio Show.